Thank you for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chickwa Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chickwa Beats. And I'm entrepreneur Breezy Gibson. And we're glad that you're here with us once again. We've got a show just chock full of music industry news and, of course, you know, sprinkled in with some tips. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited to just go ahead and get into it. How about you? Hey, man, you know what? It's a, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Let's do it. All right, let's go.
Music Marvel's radio show with the Chickwood Beats and Breezy Gibson, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Denver, Colorado.
Breezy Gibson from The Breeze Team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business? Whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or a cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at breeze2cheese.com. That's using the number two, breeze2cheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo of how this can help you get more customers Make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's achickwithbeats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K. W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. All right. We're back with uh, music industry news. So, I mean, it's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening. And uh, so we've got some of the highlights for you. But uh, just in case you haven't heard, Future has entered the cannabis business with his brand Evolve. And that's actually arriving next month. And it's a partnership with Karma Hold Co. And so... Now with this, they've got the new line of THC, CBD, and Delta um, 8-9 launching 
in California, trickling out to other places later. But, you know, it's a smart move for him. You know, when I saw the news, it's like, huh, kind of surprised he hadn't done this already. But hey, better late than never. And I'm sure he's going to find a ton of success with that, especially with the amount of fans uh, that he has, and most likely who enjoy cannabis as well. So move makes sense. Yeah, yeah. One thing about it, you know, in, in this life we live in, if something is meant for you, you know, whether you start in the beginning or middle or end, when you start, if it's still there, that means it's meant for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he didn't get in the beginning. So when he put his foot in, his toe in there is still there waiting. So, hey, there you yeah, go. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he was waiting for the huge influx of cash that came with selling his catalog. So, you know, the timing does kind of make sense when you look at it like that. How about that? How about that? Yeah. All right, and DJ Cassidy has united 25 hip hop pioneers for the Pass the Mic Live at Radio City Music Hall. And so it's a one night only event. And some of the icons that are going to be there are Rakim, Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh, Big Daddy Kane, Roxanne Shantae, the Sugar Hill Gang, Moni Love, Curtis Blow, Kid and Play, and many more. So, I mean, to be able to put something together like that is awesome. And especially, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard by now, this is the year that hip hop turns 50. And so, you know, it's just kind of a testament to the staying power of an art form that was birthed, you know, like from the heart, from the streets, from, you know, actual experiences and everything. So, you know, kudos for him uh, to be able to put that together. And, you know, to anybody that gets to attend, I mean, I'm a little jealous, but, but have a great time. Man, you know what? I mean, you when you say Curtis Blow, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I saw him in one of his first concerts ever. Wow. <laughs> and we were saying, who is this guy? I mean, where is his music? Where is his equipment? What? what? He's just at a table. What? I mean, no amps. No. And <laughs> <laughs> when he started mixing oh my god we were like is this real wow oh, okay hate to steal the thunder i had to throw that curtis Bow story. Oh, no no that's an awesome story um oh, you know it's actually kind of interesting that he's gonna be there and so is roxanne shantae because yeah. just in case you hadn't heard that <laughs> the the story that went around about um her not winning the the hip hop battle that she won within rights. That judge that told her later, oh, I couldn't give you a higher score because, you know, I had to let the culture win instead of you. Where it is, that's actually Curtis Blow. So yeah, hopefully (laughs) things will go well backstage, but hey, it's great that those uh, two great artists are gonna be on the same slate. (laughs) <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Roxanne, Roxanne. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, recently, some hip hop stars got candid about their mental health journeys. So, Nick Cannon, Dougie Fresh, uh, Dr. Ola Jai Williams, and Luke discussed their silent mental health battles at Hip Hop Health Mind Over Music. So this is a panel that went down, you know, to try to encourage more people to kind of take their mental health into account as well. And so especially with these uh, prominent black men doing this, I mean, it's, it's a great uh, thing to see. And I'm hoping that more hip hop artists can kind of take their mental health seriously. 
So, you know, writing music is already uh, what we like to call a form of therapy, but hey, sometimes you need a little extra and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I personally have a therapist. So, I mean, you know, hey, it's something that's really valuable. And, you know, if you're struggling with anything or even if you just want to talk to somebody, there's no shame in it. You know, go ahead and get the help that you need. There's lots of resources out there. Um, you know, we've kind of covered this um, since May is Mental Health Month. We've covered this in the past by having people on talking about mental health. You know, it's 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 really vital to make sure that you're taking care of your mind as well. Yes, yes, yes. And another aspect coming straight out of left field is uh, are the people who have different types of, of of medical situations that, you know, when they come across a road where they've never been involved in a medical mm. situation like that before and it blows their mind. Oh, mm. my God. You know, so there's a lot of needs for yeah. what you're talking about. And, and um, you know, so because I can raise my hand to that myself. Okay. Okay, so, hey, it's always good to have somebody to uh, to get a, a second opinion from or, you know, just to have a conversation. with. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, you've heard it here. We support mental health here at Music Marvels. Get the help. Don't be shamed. Um, you know, it's better to live a fuller life you know and it's kind of hard to do that when you're tackling mental issues and depression and some of the other stuff that can go along with it so yeah no shame in the game whatever you're going through if you need help go ahead and get it yes 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 absolutely all right and hip-hop and rap continue to grow uh in the uk album consumption share for 2022 and so this is according to a new report by uh, bpi but it had a 12.4% share of album consumption, which is up from 11.9% the year before. And so this is at its highest ever annual share, which was more than triple what it was back in 2015. So we're seeing these trends. You know, we already knew in the U.S. that it was the dominant genre. But hey, it's, it's gaining in the U.K. And so to our friends across the pond, keep rocking it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of great to, to just witness this type of growth and uh, see what's been going on. Because um, once upon a time, you know, it definitely wasn't the most popular genre. And you know what? With that being said, um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk about hip hop, rap and pop music, even though hip hop is, quote unquote, the, the popular genre in the U.S., some of it can still be pop music, and that's kind of more along the, the lines of rap, but that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. So, you know, if you're one of those artists that does a popular type of hip hop, hey, there's nothing wrong with that, too. Or popular rap. Um, yeah, just kind of accept it and roll with it. As long as it's good, <laughs> that's all that really matters, right? That's right. That's right. One of the, even though it's not pop, one of the first. <laughs> titles that came to mind when you brought that topic up was um run dmc mm, yeah yep, yep. yeah okay so you know they they just went straight rock okay and with that one <laughs> the king of <laughs> oh my god everybody what yep. yeah yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with you know breaking out um a no. little bit or kind of blending it because i mean that song is still hip-hop even though it's rock it's still <laughs> hip-hop you can feel it you know what i mean so yeah. yeah 
So, hey, you know, glad you brought that up. So that anybody yeah. that's interested in, you know, kind of blending genres and doing, you know, whatever, do your own thing. If it's in your heart to do it, then that means that somebody else out there needs it and they're going to appreciate it. So go for it. Take the governors off. Those governors that are, are limiting, take those limiters off. Go, mm, go black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Spotify has dropped their name that tune game hurdle a year after they bought it. Well, not even a year, really. So they bought it in July so that users could actually reveal the song once they win the game and then play it on Spotify. So that sort of music discovery or rediscovery was supposedly the reason why Spotify acquired it from the actual creators. But yeah, now they're saying that they're planning to focus their efforts on other features for music discovery. So I, I, I'm not sure what went down there. I mean, there could probably be quite a bit of speculation, but um, didn't seem like they really gave it that much of a chance unless they were just hemorrhaging money from it, probably. But hey, you know, we'll see what comes up next. Maybe they got something else in mind. Yeah, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, and later Spotify finally pulled down the viral AI fake Drake track. Um, <laughs> chances are you've heard about it. But the AI-generated track received over 231,000 plays on YouTube and YouTube Music. Um 127,000 plays on SoundCloud and 625,000 plays on Spotify. And the person who actually posted it doubled their monthly active user count within um, 24 hours. So, I mean, (laughs) that's just bananas. Even though the tracks pulled down from there, they still got those users that they gained from posting it. And so, um, yeah, the account is Ghostwriter. Their self-uploaded video clips on TikTok were there for a while, still featuring the song, even though they eventually started deleting the stuff after, you know, news of the suit. But the song is still actually available on TikTok. And yeah, those um, videos that he posted with, he or she, excuse me, posted with the song, it racked up over 15 million plays. So, I mean... (laughs) They kind of already got what they were after, even though the track's been pulled down and chances are they'll try it again with something else. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week that the AI needs to be handled in a more responsible manner than it currently is. And the fact that that track could actually even make it onto some of those major platforms is a little concerning. So... I mean, we got to wait and see how this plays out. We already mentioned that we know this is going to be a trending topic for some time. But um, yeah, just the the sheer volume of attention that it got within that short span is just mind boggling, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very. very. <laughs> and then on the flip side of that is a certain a certain state in the United States decided to just block and ban TikTok totally. Okay, now that, I I, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, see, the thing about that is that it's not um, saying that you can't use it. You're just not able to download it. And somebody hasn't already downloaded it. They probably weren't going to anyway. So, I mean, that's also one of those things that you're kind of stepping on people's civil liberties. 
So I'd, I'd be really surprised if that stuck and it actually affected TikTok negatively. Really right, surprised. right, because yeah. the, the population there is, is really kind of sparse anyway. But I'm just saying, you know, just the fact that they were bold enough to attempt that and push that through, you know, that I mean, well, uh, you know, they were championing after championing after their hero had started, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of making waves about it. So, of course, there's going to be people that listen to that person and uh, <laughs> without doing their due diligence. But yeah, I mean, as far as this AI stuff goes, I mean, it's it's still just kind of mind boggling the way that people are using this and not really taking into account how this affects the actual artist. So, for instance, with this Drake track, that means that they had to use Drake in order to feed the system. Well, if Drake wasn't paid for that, that's already a violation in itself. Um, as we mentioned uh even if you're saying that it's parody or whatever, if it actually lessens the value of the physical artist. So if they keep putting out these songs that are kind of subpar to what the actual artist would do, and people may not necessarily realize that it's AI and start to think that the artist's quality is kind of declining. You know, that's a huge problem uh, that could be coming. Although in this particular case, uh, when I heard the song, I noticed it sounded a lot like Drake and honestly it sounded like something he would have written to me so <laughs> excuse me for any Drake fans out there it's no diss but you know when you make music that's kind of meant for everyone to enjoy it can make it a little harder for people to pick out whether or not that's you so as an independent artist you know don't go chasing the fame or chasing what you're hoping you know that people will love just make the music that you want to make and uh, the right people gravitate towards it absolutely positively i agree all right and uh, queen latifah's addition to the national recording registry is a history making one because she's actually the first female rapper to have a song included in the registry so the library said and this is in quotes her album showed rap could cross genres including reggae hip-hop, house, and jazz, while also opening opportunities for other female rappers. So, one, it's great that she got in there, but the reason why is just so impactful and it's so wonderful that they've recognized her for being able to do that. I mean, you know, ever since her debut album, she's been in her own lane. And, you know, that's something that's just so respectable. The fact that she didn't do... Um, what was considered popular just to cross over to a wider audience and now look at this recognition that she's receiving so you know shout out to the queen all hail the queen uh, since that's actually the uh, album that was included in the registry but yeah just an awesome thing yeah yeah and she makes a heck of a detective as well too <laughs> i've heard many good things about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right, and um, including, also included in the registry is the Super Mario Brothers theme, which is the first video game music uh, included in the U.S. Library of Congress. So um, the music is officially known as Ground Theme, which was written by composer Koji Kondo. So it's the first music, music from a video game to enter the registry as, and they quote, 
the most recognizable video game theme in history. <laughs> so, of course, you know, it's appeared in many Mario-related incarnations, and when you hear it, you know it, you remember playing it. I mean, it's almost instant nostalgia. So, hey, kudos to uh, Koji Kondo for that that wonderful recognition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, on a different level. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a heads up to composers, beat makers, producers. You keep doing your thing because, you know, you never know when that could be you included in something like that. You really don't. You really don't. I mean, so forge ahead. Keep your pedal to the metal. Yep. <laughs> All right. And Snap has signed a new music licensing deal to expand their sounds library. And so the company signed a deal with multiple music labels, and that lets people use songs and clips and snaps and stories. And so the participating labels include United Masters and multiple uh, IP bodies all around the world. So big deal. This means that it's going to be a lot more independent music there. And hey, that's always a good thing. Always. Always. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, and Enote is a digital music startup, digital sheet music startup, excuse me. They've raised 10 million euros in a pre-series A funding round. And so now they're saying that they're going to use this money to continue developing the app. And so it uses AI to create digital editions of published scores to offer a library of interactive sheet music of over 18,000 classical works. So the investment came just 18 months after the app was launched on Apple's App Store and it attracted over 70,000 musicians. So now that they've got the money to make it even bigger and better, um, you know, they'll definitely get some more growth there. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens there, and especially for musicians that might want to use it. Make sure you check it out. Mm, mm, strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a new performing arts venue in Nashville Center for the Arts. Um, so it's got a full concert and event calendar already, but the centerpiece of the Center for the Arts is the Bank of America Theater. So it's a $25 million project that's home to a 750-seat multi-purpose performing arts venue. So, I mean, hey, this thing is, <laughs> it sounds pretty cool in addition to the 350 seats on the mezzanine and at other levels the auditorium actually features 400 telescopic seats in the orchestra which retract into the wall to make space that can accommodate up to a thousand people for standing events so i mean this place sounds really versatile i mean if you are traveling in the area happen to be in nashville maybe you want to check it out and you know it's always exciting when we get these new venues because that automatically means more shows, more entertainment, uh, more ways to be entertained and inspired by the arts. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> who benefits from it? We all benefit from it because you know the, the artist gets that charge. You know the, the 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 feeling of euphoria from being out there in a, a venue like that, and you know the, the crowd. Uh, oh my gosh, there's just all kind of great things going on with the entertainment. So you know don't miss out <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, then, uh, 
Bad Bunny has launched Rima Sports Management Agency. And um, it's actually in partnership with his manager and the CEO of Remus Entertainment, Noah Asad, and also another Remus executive, Jonathan Miranda. So they've already got a roster comprised of Major League Baseball players. So they came out the gate ready to go. So it'll be kind of interesting to uh, see how this works out, plays out. We've heard before about uh, music artists or labels kind of venturing into the entertainment sector and sports. So it makes sense. And so it'll be pretty cool to see how uh, this grows and what comes of it. Yes, it will. So we got to keep our eye on that. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you know any young people ages 13 to 18, Hitsville USA is accepting applications for a mentorship program. So specifically for those that want to create a business within the music industry, the classroom portion takes place in June, uh, preparing the entrepreneurs to pop up their businesses on the new Motown Museum Rocket Plaza through the summer. So participants are going to receive an $800 stipend, support their efforts, and applications are open now through May 10th. So definitely spread the word. If you know anybody within that age range, if you're within that age range, take advantage of it. It's a great opportunity. Mm, You know what? And and with the the current uh, trend in public schools, as well as as private schools and so on and so forth, uh, cutting out funding for youth in those age brackets right there, as far as music uh, music and the arts, Things like that are concerned. So this right here, yeah, you know, if, if you're in that age range, man, you put, hey, talk to your people, <laughs> get their <laughs> approval. You can put your toe in there and see what happens. Yeah, great opportunity. And Manny Fresh has joined some of those that have been selling their music catalogs. He sold his to Reservoir Media. Um, personally, just kind of watching and from some of the stories that we've been talking about with Reservoir. If you're going to sell, that's a great place to do it, too. So um, they spent over $695 million on music catalogs since being founded in 2007. And just last year alone, Reservoir made 96 firm offers. They took 60 deals and closed on 52. So, I mean, that's a lot. If closing on 52, that's like a week, a deal a week. So Reservoir did not come to play. They've definitely stepped up their purchasing game recently. And, you know, it's it's been fun to watch, fun to see. And they were also responsible for getting De La Soul's music back on streaming platforms where they were properly compensated. So, yeah, they've always got a, a star in my book. I appreciate what they do there. And um, not just them, but in the past year, the number of artists and producers that have been selling their rights has just continuously increased. So since the start of last year, we've got John Legend, Zaytoven, Justin Timberlake, Chuck D, Metro Boomin, Future, and so many more, because we've shared these stories with you that have sold either a portion of their publishing rights or their entire catalogs to various companies. So it's a trend that doesn't appear to be slowing down, even though towards the end of last year, we did think that it might, but hey, they're still going strong. Yeah, well, you know, um, we we 
hey, advise you if there's anywhere, if you're a musician, an artist, a songwriter, whatever, you know, I mean, don't hesitate to explore the, the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Just like it was just spoken because you never know. Right. And, a deal, and that with this company, a deal a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, they've been working. <laughs> All right. Live Nation is facing a lawsuit over the Lovers and Friends Festival crowd rush. And so it's actually for negligence and breach of contract from three fans that say that they were dragged, trampled and smashed during the crowd rush that was triggered by false reports of gunfire. And so, I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's a tough situation. Uh, Of course, when people think that there's imminent danger, they're going to run. So apparently there were some loud sounds that people thought were gunshots. And then that's when the crowd surge kind of ensued. But they're not letting them slow it, slow them down because the Lovers and Friends Festival for this year, which is now organized by C3 Presents, is going to take place in the same place on May 6th. So recently, festival organizers actually released more tickets to the then sold out festival. And they just did this on the 12th. And so, yeah, even though it was sold out, now they're saying, oh, we have more room. It's a little um, concerning after <laughs> what just happened in the suit that they're facing. But hey, hopefully this year things will go as planned without uh, any hitches like that. And some of the performers that are going to be there this year, Mariah Carey, Usher, Missy, Pitbull. I mean, the list just goes on and on. So, yeah, hopefully they can make sure that it can be a much more secure situation where people don't have to worry about that. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I just want to send a, a, a short but meaningful shout out to the uh, young lady who uh, suffered some injuries at the Coachella doing a performance, uh, one of the, the dancers. Um, so I don't know whether it was due to, to a mistake or equipment or what, but that ensued and uh, it, it, it caused a uh, her to, to suffer a terrible fall and uh so you know just giving the some positivity that way in that direction to her for um a speedy recovery mm-hmm. and you know it's a good time to mention you know especially with you bringing that up a lot of times festivals kind of start small and they're put on by people you know in their hometowns and whatnot so if you're one of those people that have been thinking about kind of getting something started make sure that you get the insurance to cover that because things do go wrong um not always but they can and you just want to make sure that you're prepared so yeah if you're an event planner or you've been thinking about doing that make sure that you're covered because yeah different things can happen yeah yeah case in point um my knowledge of uh, a group that have been putting on a really really meaningful event for the youth uh, that had grown and grown and grown and grown uh, over uh, 17, 18 years. And then one one year, a kid goes and um, way on the periphery out there, not in the main uh, flow, but way out on the periphery, kid touches a um, uh, a wire and gets shot. Mm. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, was treated at the time. Okay. Everything's good. Okay, and so then uh, when a whole year went by, when that group was uh, attempting to get permits for um, the, the new year's event, 
the, the, the kid's parents showed up with the kid. Mm. Okay. Yeah, a whole year gone by. Nothing had been said, nothing been done. And, you know, they're ready with a lawsuit. Wow. Yeah, you see. So uh, even though the child had been deemed uh, medically, um, uh, I guess the word would be there's no problems, you know, uh, he was checked out by medical team and so on and so forth at the time of the incident. But then a year later, here they come. Yeah. Yeah. These pa- people. Pa- papers, papers in hand, lawsuit, bam. Yeah. Because people deal with, um, you know, maybe mental trauma after that or, you know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just best to be safe and be covered if you're going to be putting together events like that. Because, I mean, you can't plan for something like that, right? So, right. yeah, at least if you got the insurance, you can be covered. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Creative Platform Even, and that's in all caps, has raised $2.2 million in a seed round of funding to help artists sell directly to fans. So the platform says that it's kind of like the first stop before artists release music on streaming platforms, and it gives fans access to exclusive content and experiences. So the reason behind this, the company's CEO and founder, uh, Mag Rodriguez, said that he started the platform last February to help black and brown artists retain equity in their creative work. And I mean, that's just a phenomenal reason because a lot of times, you know, us as minorities don't get the chance to hold on to as much equity as others are allowed to. So, you know, especially coming from, you know, maybe impoverished situations or a place where we don't really have equity in society to begin with. So we're already kind of starting with a disadvantage and mostly more likely to give up more equity for the chance to get um, an influx of cash. So I think what he's doing is great. Um, Once again, that platform is called Even. Make sure that you check it out to see if it's something that you'd be interested in using. Very interesting. Go for it. All right. And that does it for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickwa Beats and Breezy Gibson. Once again, we're glad that you joined us. It's always a great time uh, being able to talk about this stuff. We hope that you find it beneficial as well. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of little uh, tidbits that come through that Mm -hmm. uh, you never know when that particular listener out there hears that particular story, it could um, set off some some, um, um, positivity towards creating something or it could set off some uh, let the buyer beware type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, you know, so, you know, these, these, these new stories, you know, they're, they're meant to, uh, um, uh, they're bringing a lot of intelligence. They're meant to educate. So, Hey, um, don't take them lightly. Yes. All right. And of course, a super huge shout out to our home stations Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Denver, Colorado. And so you know where to find us. Till next time, tune in, tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.